You're listening to SBS News. It's November 1922. The location, the Valley of the Kings, near Luxor, Egypt. Somewhere beneath the lifeless, arid rock, hidden away from the searing heat for over 3,000 years, lie the remains of ancient Egypt's boy pharaoh, Tutankhamun. And after years of searching, English archaeologist Howard Carter believes he might at last have found them. Slowly, desperately slowly, it seemed to us as we watched, the remains of passage debris that encumbered the lower part of the doorway were removed, until at last we had the whole door clear before us. The decisive moment had arrived. Carter had been digging for the legendary pharaoh since 1914, but many people suspected all the Valley of the King's burials had by now been found. Until the moment of the discovery, even Carter's benefactor, Lord Carnarvon, had been sceptical. He'd given Carter one last chance. This was to be our final season in the valley. Six full seasons we had excavated there, and season after season had drawn a blank. We had worked for months at a stretch and found nothing, and only an excavator knows how desperately depressing that can be. We had almost made up our minds that we were beaten and were preparing to leave the valley and try our luck elsewhere. And then, hardly had we set hoe to ground in our last despairing effort than we made a discovery that far exceeded our wildest dreams. The dates was November the 4th. The unusual silence due to the stoppage of the work made me realise that something out of the ordinary had happened and I was greeted by the announcement that a step cut in the rock had been discovered. A single step, uncovered quite by accident, it's said by a young water carrier. And there were more beyond, buried in the earth. Carter knew they could lead to a tomb. There was always the horrible possibility that the tomb was an unfinished one, never completed and never used. If it had been finished, there was the depressing probability that it had been completely plundered in ancient times. On the other hand, there was just the chance of an untouched or only partially plundered tomb, and it was with ill-suppressed excitement that I watched the descending steps of the staircase as, one by one, they came to light. Step succeeded step, and at the level of the twelfth, toward sunset, there was disclosed the upper part of a doorway, blocked, plastered and sealed, a sealed doorway. It was actually true then. Carter was beside himself with excitement. But since Lord Carnarvon was in England, he recovered the excavation to protect against thieves and waited nearly three weeks for him to arrive. Carnarvon did so, accompanied by his daughter. On the 26th of November, they all stood beyond the door in an underground passageway, now cleared of debris. Thirty feet down from the outer door, we came upon a second sealed doorway. The seal impressions in this case were less distinct, but still recognisable as those of Tutankhamun. With trembling hands I made a tiny breach in the upper left-hand corner. Darkness and blank space as far as an iron testing rod could reach showed that whatever lay beyond was empty and not filled like the passage we had just cleared. Candle tests were applied as a precaution against possible foul gases. And then, widening the hole a little, I inserted the candle and peered in. A 
At first I could see nothing, the hot air escaping from the chamber causing the candle flame to flicker. But presently, as my eyes grew accustomed to the light, details of the room within emerged slowly from the mist. Strange animals, statues and gold. Everywhere the glint of gold. For the moment, an eternity it must have seemed to the others standing by, I was struck dumb with amazement. And when Lord Carnarvon, unable to stand the suspense any longer, inquired anxiously, Can you see anything? It was all I could do to get out the words, Yes, wonderful things. <laughs>